0: You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. It's the Finnish Football Show, and, dear listener, I've got a cold. It's not man flu, it's not as bad as that, but I am a bit croaky, and so I'm going to try and do as little uh, talking today as possible, which is why I'm very pleased to have two uh, co-presenters with me today. Firstly, in order of when they joined the meeting, Ali Manson. Hi, Ali.
1: Mike am moi.
0: And the one and only Keke Mullery. Hi, Keke. Terve. And I just told the boys, that if I have a coughing fit, um, I will mute the microphone and listener and viewer, I'm uh, I'm assured that that will also stop the spread of any germs as well. So you're safe. Don't worry about that.
2: Nah. Um,
0: so today we're uh, we're going to look forward to the upcoming hooker yet. Um, Euro 2024 qualifying games. It doesn't stop. Um, so there's, there's games coming up it within the next week. So we're going to preview uh, Finland versus Northern Ireland and San Marino versus Finland. We're also going to get Ali's ringside view of uh, Hoyikor's continuing quest in the Europa Conference League. Um, we're also going to look at some news coming out of the Vekhavs League. And no sooner has the season finished, then stories, financial meltdowns and and scandals come out of the Vakehouse Liga. So uh, Rich can't can't join us for the recording, but he's uh, he's given us his thoughts and, and the, the news on the uh, on what's happening in the Vakehouse Liga. So we'll we'll hear from him a bit later as well. And I think finally Keke's got a little bit of Finns overseas news, particularly coming from Sweden. So we'll get that right at the end from Keke. But the referees blown his whistle. You two seem raring to go. Yeah. Let's crack on with then the uh, Euro 2024 qualifying campaign for the Finnish men's national team, the Hulkayat. And a little bit of I don't know, housekeeping first. Two games coming up: Finland versus Northern Ireland at the Olympia Stadion in Helsinki on Friday, the seventeenth of November, seven o'clock kickoff, which is a nice friendly time to watch a game of football. Followed by Monday, the twentieth, uh, at that at eight forty-five finish time um, in San Marino at the Seravalle Stadium. Um, I've put in the. Blog post. There's links to where you can watch these games on Ule Arena, or if you're watching live, then on Ule Kaksi here in Finland. Um, but Keke, should we should we start first of all by looking at the Finland squad, and maybe you can take us through who's in, and while you're doing that, we can look at who's out from the previous squad as well.
2: Yes, mate. Yeah. So, um, three keepers. We've got Diliami Sinisalo, um, who's been doing decent things at. Exit City recently. Um, surprise, surprise, Lukas Radicsky and um, and then yeah, Hugo Keto makes the cut as well. Um yes, uh, same three keepers as last time. Um Jesse Jor-Nin still making his way back from an injury and yeah, Carl Johan Eriksson hasn't had much of a look in lately. He's um an understudy at Nordressland at the moment. So um so yeah, struggling, struggling for, for minutes there. So um so yeah, that's that's the three keepers. And Obviously, you're wearing a um, Venezia
0: shirt to send a bit of uh, a bit <laughs> of psychic power to yesterday, are you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, one one Venezia player has made the cut. You'll, um, we, you know, uh, no surprise of guessing who that is, but we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the um, that's the keepers. I think um, we'll all expect to see Luque start the Northern Ireland home game, and then yeah, maybe maybe River might. Might give one of the others a, a little chance against Marino. Who knows? Um yeah, going into the defensive slots, we've got Jere Uronen, uh, Richard Jensen, um Artur Artu uh Tenho, Robert Ivanov. Who else is here? Nikolai Alho. Uh Turu Soeri is named in the uh, in the defensive lineup. Um Noah Pallas. Uh, Beltola and Thomas Galvez of Manchester City. So um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if this is his first squad or if he was included previously. But I think he yeah, played young... in the
0: it may be in the the uh, training camp at the beginning of the year. Yeah. He definitely had one one appearance Brings there. Yeah. Um, so he's a he's a young half Spanish half Finnish Londoner. Yeah. Um, yeah, who, but but playing play. trade
2: in Manchester,
0: yeah, playing for Man City, and and I I did a, a little bit of reading. There's not much to read yet, but um, he's 18, but he's been playing for Finland since under 14 level, so he seems yeah. so far pretty committed to that. Um, and the other thing you mentioned, Matti Peltola, he's been named in this squad as a defender, but the previous couple, he was named in midfield. It's small mm. thing. But it's it's no noticeable anyway that he's he seems to be considered slightly further back. Although with those those rampaging wing backs, it's kind of six of one, half a dozen of the other, really.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I think we can all we can all speculate who would who would start the uh, especially the Northern Ireland home game. Um, seems seems solid enough. It's good to see Yarrow in. Involved. Um, obviously he was involved previous squad, but yeah, it's, it's nice to nice to see him back, bit of experience. Um moving into midfield, we've got Robert Taylor, uh, Glenn Kamara, Rasmus Schuller, Lukas Lingman, Kahn Kairinen, uh, Robin Ludd is back in the squad after recovering from his uh, his injury and a bit of surgery that he had. He's been, been out for quite a while. Um, not sure he's even well, the MLS season's over, isn't it? Apart mm-hmm. from those involved in the playoffs. So he's he's not been he's not been involved at Minnesota United recently. And yeah, straight back into the, the Finland squad after recovering from that injury and that surgery. So that's um that's quite quite exciting to see Robin Rubin back in the squad. And then forwards are named as Temo Opuki, the other Venezia man, Yaro Poyampolo, uh, Benjamin Chelman. Daniel Hawkins and Freddie Jensen makes a return so both Jensen brothers in in this squad and yeah Freddie was recently um, had a bit of a man and a match man and a match performance for Augsburg in the Bundesliga there so yeah that's getting the recognition it deserves and he's back in the Finland squad. Any, Freddy.
0: Any thoughts about why why he's been out has he been injured or has it just been a, a form
2: thing? I think it's just been a form thing recent, uh, to be honest mate yeah I don't think I'm um, not any injury that I've been aware of he's he's been um, he's been in and about the, the Augsburg squad yes yeah,
0: so. and we got Ant-Man still out he was in in September but out injured yeah. and Marcus Force came in for the last squad but played a little bit but isn't selected this time any he, injury news in there
2: he, yeah he's got an injury yeah he's got a thigh injury um, I believe it is that will keep him out for a couple of weeks Nothing. Nothing long-term, but, yeah, sort of end of November style, you know. So, um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a funny one, Marcus. I thought, you know, he started off really well at Middlesbrough, and I thought, you know, that move there from Brentford, but, you know, down to the Championship, we'll see him get a, a, a bit more game time. But, um, yeah, as I say, injured at the moment. He's chipped in with a few goals this season, so I don't think it'll be the last we see of him. But, yeah, he's he's uh, got a bit of a fire strain at the minute
0: yeah, they had a good year last year, didn't they? And this year, I think they've they've had a tougher time of it. So hopefully they can turn it around and he can he can turn it around as well indeed. Um, ali, any any thoughts on the on the squad before we move on to maybe
1: look at opponents
0: and formations?
1: yeah, it was it was more of um uh like a, a question really about um Leo Weissenen and where we think his position moving forward and um, yeah is he carrying an injury because yeah i'm I, i'm not sure i mean i know he had a bit of a a suspect performance in the last um in the last group of matches but i i, I still think there's a place for him in, in the squad um so for me he was the only like sort of quite big notable absentee that i was expecting to mm-hmm. be named um yeah i don't know Keke, if, if you know if there's any updates about about him because then i was also thinking well are austin fc still in the playoffs but i believe that they're not um so because of course like with those games going on you'd think oh well maybe austin fc wouldn't want to release him for the game you know with all that kind of bureaucracy going on so yeah for me he was the only player that i was sort of looking at thinking I, I do hope he hasn't been dropped just based off the performances from the last round of games. I, I would think that would be quite harsh.
2: Yeah, I mean, he he played as recently as the um, 22nd of October for Austin. Uh, I think that was their last MLS involvement. They didn't they didn't make any of the playoff spots. Um, I haven't heard of any... Obviously, layout did have a bit of an injury, made his way back to the Austin side and then straight back into the... We spoke about this before. Straight back into the into the fire with the with the Finland team, um, and you know we we talked about whether there was a little bit of rustiness there, but um, but yeah, I don't know of any any new injury or any reoccurring problem. Uh, I think it's just a case of um, sit this one out, Leo, and uh, I, I echo your thoughts, mate. I hope it I hope it's not some kind of weird punishment for 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 that rustiness that we saw in the in the, the previous previous set of internationals I mean I think I really think that lao's got got plenty still to offer he's only 26 do you know what I mean he's he's he he he's a he's a great player as I said I think he's got I think he's got plenty still to offer and I think we will see him again but yeah just um it's it's so it's so interesting with with Rive, you know what I mean like you've got guys like um Diego Thomas he he made it for a couple of couple of squads and and hasn't been selected recently, you know. Like uh, there's, we've seen this with River before. Guys can drop in and out of a squad, and, and and they can come back. It's if they miss out on one one camp, it's not necessarily curtains for them. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah. Again, with Vaisanen, Leo Vaisanen, and 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 as well as I mentioned, Diogo Thomas, I, I think we will we will see him again in the future.
1: Okay, maybe. Yeah, we I should... it's, oh, it's sorry, definitely sorry. one to... Yeah, I was just going to say. I think it's definitely one to watch because also because his season has finished over in the states. You know, he's not resting for anything. They're not saving him up for any games. These these two games would have been his final games of of the year until preseason. Um. So yeah, I think it's it, it's one to watch, and I guess we we might know more. Uh, in March, when the next games come around, to see if he's in that squad.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Then let's let's take a look at the the Northern Ireland squad. Um, Keke, was it you that went onto the the Northern Ireland podcast at the start of this year for the previous?
2: Yeah, yeah, game? just prior prior to my trip to Belfast. Um, yeah, the the guys over at the Northern Ireland football show <laughs> were. Uh, were kind enough to invite us on to have a little chat with them, which was fantastic. But, um, yeah, you know, that, that was a, that was a cracking little trip that my, um, I've probably mentioned it before, but yeah, my, my second time in Belfast watching Hawkeye. And, uh, yeah, this one, this one was, um, a really, really good, enjoyable trip. And at the start of this campaign, we thought, you know, here we go. We're going to, uh, we're going to win this group, but it hasn't, hasn't quite transpired like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure those guys over at the Northern Ireland podcast will be quaking in their boots at the prospect of playing us in a uh, in a, a chilly Helsinki this week.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure this the the group hasn't gone how they would have hoped. Whether it's how they expected is another is another mm. matter. Looking at looking at their squad, there are some to to kind of British um, British centric football followers. Um, there's quite a few familiar names in there but but one to start with to to pick out for Finnish football followers is mm. uh, Connor Connor Hazard n- named as one of the goalkeepers who was at Hojiko in 2022 um, gone back to uh, his parent club Celtic and been loaned out to Plymouth Argyle in the uh, yeah in the uh, championship championship yeah
2: yeah yeah, I yes. mean, um, obviously familiar surroundings for Conor Hazard heading back to Helsinki. Great memories for him there. Uh, as you say, when you first look Plymouth Argyle, you think, "Crikey, where, where on earth is he?" But yeah, newsflash: Plymouth Argyle are in the are in the English Championship these days. So um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what you think about that, Ali. If he if he's those familiar surroundings are going to do him any favours or what?
1: Well, I, I think. <laughs> The move to play because I, I i wanted hazard to stay uh after the end of his low move to stay at hoya because I, I thought particularly uh with his feet he's really useful he's one of those sort of typical modern goalkeepers who um yeah he's got a terrific left foot on him as well um yeah i mean i i, I still keep up to date with what Connor's doing over there. I still follow him on, on social media and stuff, and he seems to be playing quite a bit. I mean, I can't say I'm watching Plymouth Argyle every week. I think there's enough football going around with uh, without making a Plymouth Argyle yeah. a priority. No offense to any Argyle fans out there, of course. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be interesting. He's yeah playing next door to his old stomping ground, and uh, I hope that's uh, not going to that. That's going to be the only comfort he gets. Uh, whether that's him starting on the pitch on, on Friday or whether he's just sitting there getting a bit chilly on the bench. Um, obviously, wish him well, but not on Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um.
0: In, in defence, um, Northern Ireland have got uh, Johnny Evans, who's having a kind of later, see, later career renaissance playing at, at Man United. That's another, another one you're seeing a little bit of at the moment. Ali, I guess.
1: Yeah, but he is actually injured as ah, of okay. the weekend yeah okay. um so he will not be playing uh which is only a good thing for us um yeah. because yeah he he is very much their their talisman uh i mean I, it's he's what 36 i think and he's playing international football and for manchester united um, so he he's he still he still does have a bit about him, um, and that I have tells to say you a that, bit more
2: about Northern Ireland and Man United than it does. I, 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 I
1: think it does, and and the least we talk about Man United on this podcast, the better I think. Um, but um, to be fair, you know, he has been playing well for Manchester United, which I think is mm. um, credit to him, and I think it's a great thing that he's not playing as well because he does have leadership. And now Northern Ireland are going to have to look elsewhere for, for leadership on, on Friday night. Whether that's, I mean, Paddy McNair has been around for quite a few years. I think. Yeah. I think he came. He also came through at Man United. I think maybe around the Louis van Gaal era. Yeah. Something around there. I think it was post Ferguson at least. Um, George Savile is a is a name I, I recognize. I think at. Championship level, but I I might be wrong about that. So um um and of no, course he's, jo- he's, Josh- been
2: at, he's been George Subway, He's been at Wolves. He's been at Sunderland, okay. I believe, and and yeah, yeah, now at Millwall. So yeah, yeah. A, a run out a Mill Championship player, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and then Josh McGuinness and Connor Washington, I, I believe, are still in the squad um for for this week, and you know they they've been around the block as well, sort of around the Championship, top of League One. Yeah. Level, so I think they're they're players that we're going to have to watch as well.
0: I I remember from from Keke's um, spot on the on the Northern Ireland show that they were really excited about Shay Charles, who at the time was playing for, well, he was at Man City. He was um, not playing much, but he was at Man City, and this year moved to Southampton and seems to have a fair few games under his belt for Southampton in the Championship as well. So that name stuck in my head because they were so excited about him. And I, I think it's always good to have one or two, <laughs> even, even in that, even in that Slovenia game, having, having uh Seshkevic's name at the tip of my tongue, even when he was banging in goals, at least it was good to, <laughs> good to have someone to keep an eye out. And and I think I'll be watching yeah. out for Shay Charles as well. Um,
2: I'll tell you, just, just if I can quickly, a, yeah. another, another young lad, he's only, only 20 years old. Is um, Isaac Price, is it Price? Yeah. yeah. Isaac Price. He's he's at Standard age. He's um come through the youth system at Everton. Um, yeah, moved to moved to Belgium at Standard Liege, quite quite a few appearances, scoring one goal. Twenty years old, he's one of those kids, you know, we've seen it or we we debate it quite a lot about, you know, whether it's good for Finnish youngsters to go abroad. We've got our own youngsters abroad, in, including in, in Belgium. Um, but yeah, this this young kid's gone from from the English setup and uh, decided to make a pathway over there in in Belgium and seems to be doing okay. So um, didn't yeah, do Jude he, Bellingham
0: uh, any harm to move overseas early, did it?
2: There you go, mate. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, keep you know obviously hoping hoping he doesn't set the world on fire this week. But yeah, keep a little eye on Isaac Price.
0: We wish you all the best after Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um. Any any thoughts? Maybe Ali. First of all, any thoughts on how the team might line up on Friday against Northern Ireland? Who might be in? Who might be out? Um. Do, and the formation. Any any thoughts where that might lead?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it will be interesting to see whether it it's more of a three four three kind of attacking minded sort of setup, or whether it's well, let's you know go back to a five. We you know we know we've got that strong core down the middle, and still having two up front should still be enough um, against Northern Ireland. I mean, I, I have my own thoughts of what we I think we should do. I, I do think River is going to go for it. I think he you knows he's got these two games. Um, mm. Also, with where with Kazakhstan's fixtures, obviously they have San Marino, so they they've got guaranteed three points in that and then they go away to Slovenia which is a hard game so obviously we're probably hoping if we're aiming for third uh, that they're going to drop points in that one and goal difference it could come down to goal difference so I think Northern Ireland at home San Marino away we have to be looking at scoring some goals because yeah having had a really good goal difference you know around sort of June time, that mm. goal difference has really taken a bit of a, a hammering now. So, it has. Um, uh, what what I mean, he, River has been keeping us guessing because I, I I can't remember whether it was the last uh, qualifiers or the one before. We we were dead certain that uh, Taylor was going to start after having you know set the world on fire with his mate Messi. Um, And he and he didn't, and he was nowhere to be seen. Or he came on against Denmark for the last sort of five five minutes. Um, So I think River's going to keep us guessing. So I'm not sure I'm going to predict the eleven. I just hope that um, he he goes, he really goes for it because it's literally the only option we have left.
2: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, mate. He he simply has to go for this. You know, um, this is this is six points or bust for for. Or Rive, you know, it. There, I think anything less is, is on the realms of unacceptable. I mean, we we had we were all really disappointed after the last couple of hockey games, you know, and we came on here and we chatted about. People were starting the, you know, the questions started to be asked. The, are the cracks showing? Is um is the revolution grinding to a halt? Blah blah blah. And I think we we were unanimous in saying that 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 Marco canerva did, did have enough credit in the bank to, to keep on going but having said that this is crunch time now Northern Ireland at home having shown the form that they've shown and and with that away win under our belt and San Marino away you, you need six points from this mm. otherwise some these these questions are going to get more serious and the people asking them are only going to get louder so so Friday night, night is a is a biggie.
0: I was quite sort of enthused by the six midfielders that were uh listed there. You know, Ling Lingman's done okay for Finland in maybe earlier part of this year. Um Karinen has kind of started to 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 find his place and turned my my opinion around about him a bit. And and then seeing that that sort of alongside those two, there's Kamara, there's Shula, there's Taylor. I mean, I, I would start with those three. That I think that's the strongest midfield three with with Taylor playing that kind of that that linking role because some of his passing in the last uh, set of fixtures was was really excellent. And with the and then with the wing backs providing providing the whip. Okay.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say as well. You know. Um... We bemoaned a little about Glenn Kamara and his contribution to certain recent Finland fixtures, but now he's got his match fitness back. He is looking the real deal at Leeds United. They he's, seem really happy with him back, as well,
0: don't they? The fans and
2: they—they they really do. You know, I mean, I don't know if anyone saw Leeds the match or, or the highlights from their their game at the weekend, but Kamara up high in the opposition box, stealing the ball back from the guy on. On the edge of the 18 yard box and passing it to his teammate to smash in the net. Of course he, he passed his...
0: it, he didn't shoot.
2: No, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean, do you remember it must have, I don't know how long ago it was, but we had Anthony Miami on here, donkeys years ago, yeah. saying that Glenn Kamara needs to shoot more. Yeah. And the message he hasn't shot, he hasn't he hasn't had a shot since. Since. That. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, he he is back to his um hip, his hip shaking yeah. best. Yeah, that yeah. his ma- his match fitness is back, so I'm looking for a bit of a performance from him, and like you, you guys alluded to, you know, Robert Taylor. He 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 needs a he needs a chance to start a game in a forward-thinking position where he doesn't have to panic or not panic. Sorry, Rob doesn't have to concentrate on being a a defender after time and then am I going forward? Blah blah blah. Let's stick him in. The, let's stick him in the midfield yeah. where he can hurt teams and see what he can do. Do you know what I mean? and, and um, it also yeah.
0: makes a space for Robin Ludd to come back into the the squad or into the team maybe as a sub or maybe in the yeah. in the San Marino game as a sub whatever but it that because I remember saying in the last set of pods that we had that you know that position where Taylor seemed to be so effective was sort of the Robin Ludd position well, and with, with yeah. having having had neither of them recently um We'd lost something, and I think now we've gotten both back and both playing well. Taylor playing well, and Ludd coming back in. That's a that's a positive for the creative uh, side of things.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've seen. You know, you mentioned Khan Kairinen as well. I mean, I've looked at, I've I've followed a bit of Khan Kairinen, and and I've mentioned on here before for um, Sparta Prague, he has that ability to unlock defenses. You know, he he's the one who provides the the killer pass. I mean. He takes all their set pieces, he free kicks, corners, he's he's lobbing them in from all over the place. But he he can unlock that defence with, with a killer pass or a little through ball. Just looking just looking to see that a bit more often in a Finland shirt, please, Khan. But um but yeah, you know, River will make the decision and um we all hope it's it's the right one. But yeah, I I think we've got the ability. you know what I mean? It just it's just the execution we need to make. Shows there
0: now San Marino um what do we <laughs> what do we know about the San Marino squad? um I think I've mentioned in previous episodes I couldn't find their squad list on social media anywhere. so I went to the <laughs> UEFA app. And you know what? Oh, squad list-
2: <laughs>
0: <again>. <laughs> the squad was listed there. Um
2: spying nice you or what?
0: No, not at all. I'm just sharing a very useful resource with the listener, um, and with the co-presenters. Um the, the point of it is it doesn't matter really. It's a bit like the Kazakhstan squad being listed all in their own uh alphabet and not being able to read it. It doesn't matter because didn't recognise the names anyway. Um I think it's notable that they that they scored and made life very awkward for Denmark but this seems to be a Denmark team that is qualified second in the table but seems to be making heavy work of it really mm. um so I think we have to try and make sure that first of all that San Marino don't score again because their their fan account on Twitter is going to go. Yeah, I don't know if he can handle it honest, twice in a yeah, season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and and that might be a game where we could see some some kind of rotation of the squad, like you said. Maybe one of the other goalkeepers gets a gets a game, and you know, mm. a good one for Lud to come back into a bit later in the in the game, get get a feel for it again. Um,
2: but I guess. For you, Keke, most importantly, is you're on the you're on the plane again. I am. I am. I'm making my way to the mountainous autonomous principality. Is it a principality <laughs> region of uh, San Marino? Yeah, landlocked, minuscule country surrounded by Italy. So we're we're flying to Bologna, where we're going to um, indulge in some spaghetti bolognese. What else? And then, um, yeah, we're going to San Marino. Via Rimini, I think so. Um, yeah, it should be fun. The, the, the WhatsApp group has been named Bira Moretti Away, so um, okay. so yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep you posted. But no, just, just an interesting one about the San Marino squad is um, it shouldn't laugh, uh, sorry, San Marino, but is um, you know, from years ago when uh, when you used to hear about San Marino, and one of the bloke is one of the you know, the geezer up front, the bus driver, and um. Yeah, the goalie. The goalie spends Monday to Friday serving kebabs or whatever it is he does. But, um, but yeah, the better it's, than uh, better than
0: spending Monday to Friday eating kebabs, I suppose.
2: Indeed, indeed. But it's like, um, yeah, a lot, some of their squad players are where where you have their clubs listed adjacent to their name. It it does literally say San Marino. So okay. these guys are not, you know, they're not at a handful of them are not at professional clubs, you know. They they are literally, yeah, the postman and the the candlestick maker and um, yeah the uh, and the, the, the striker for San Marino at the weekend. So we saw what saw what Finland was able to do to him in Helsinki. Daniel Hawkins had a had a fantastic game against them. Um, hoping we'll see a bit of him again, and um, yeah, we we need to be we need to be turning this mob over. I'm afraid.
0: Yes, indeed. So. Uh, Ali, any anything, any insights to add on the San Marino squad, or or thoughts about what Finland might do on that day? Uh,
1: no, I mean, I I think you you covered it perfectly about the embarrassment it would be if a goal is conceded. I mean, if Lukas Rodetsky is playing, I mean that 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 guy has been keeping out all the best strikers in Germany, some of the best in Europe. I don't know if he can take <laughs> conceding a goal yeah. to. So that that might really you know hamper his confidence and then yeah, I mean who, who knows what would happen after that but yeah, I think you know it's all been said we're we're, we're going to go there we, you know a bare minimum a three goal swing hopefully with a clean sheet um I'm not saying it's going to be as easy as it would be at home it never is, but uh, I mean it 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 has to be three four five surely well there we go we'll get
0: those we'll get those predictions in in just a moment um the the table as it stands we sort of alluded to it <clears throat> a little bit but just for the again for the uh, uh, admin uh, slovenia top everyone's played eight uh, eight games so slovenia top with 19 points plus 11 goal difference denmark second 19 and plus 10 kazakhstan third 15 and plus 3 Finland fourth, twelve points plus three, and then Northern Ireland uh, fifth with six points and minus two goal difference, and San Marino uh, bottom zero points, one goal scored, twenty six against for a minus twenty five goal difference, and 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 then basically by by sort of the m- m- Tuesday next week uh, qualifying will be over. We'll know who's going through from this and then we can start talking about uh playoffs from the previous Nations League. It's never boring, oh, gosh. is it?
2: No, that's it. Yeah. Keeps on R- coming.
0: Right. So I prom- I trailed earlier that we'd have a little bit of Rich Nelson in this episode. So first of all, we're gonna do some predictions. But first of all, Rich, what
3: are you predicting? Uh, my prediction for the upcoming Finland internationals, Um, I have a feeling that uh, Northern Ireland at home this week, uh, Finland a 2-0 victory there. Uh, Northern Ireland have been uh, pretty poor this qualifying campaign. And uh, while they gave Finland a good or a tough match in the, the away match uh, earlier in the year, I think Finland's quality, uh, certainly up front, should... Uh, make the difference there and for the final game San Marino away I'll go for 3-0 do I think it'll be quite as open as the home match in Helsinki in June and uh, I, I imagine San Marino will be slightly buoyed after their impressive showing and first goal in what was it two years against Denmark in the last international round and I think um, this should give a good opportunity for a couple of players to to come in the the, the new names in the squad the returning Frederick Genson for example but I think um, with the Euro playoffs coming up in March or at least one and we'll be hoping that um, this should give Rive a little bit of an opportunity to see what the future is looking like and you know that the main thing for now is finish this group strongly and um, do their best to get the best possible fixtures in uh, in March.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go last this time because I'm in charge. I've got the buttons. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Keke, what are you what are you thinking for Finland versus Northern Ireland? And the listener can hear Finland, me typing it into the notes as we speak.
2: Uh, Finland versus Northern Ireland. I mean, as I said, I see this as a as a must win game for for us. So um, yeah, I mean, I do think I do think Northern Ireland. We'll have a go I think they'll they'll offer something of a threat. Um, Ali's just said that that Lukas Radetsky's keeping everybody at bay in the in one of the top leagues in Europe so I'm not sure that despite banging on the door that Northern Ireland are going to break through so I'm going to go for a two nil home win, two nil to Finland.
0: Okay and what about Samarin away?
2: Samarin away again. Well, after what we did to them at, at home, and you know, I'm sure at their place they're they're going to try and park their giant bus that their um, central defender drives around to pick people up every day. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bad bad job jokes again. But uh, now I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking for a five miller to us. So I know I know you know I, I can see by your reaction, Mark, you're, you're thinking that's I've got in heavy there, but. I think once we break once we break that defence down they'll, they'll they'll panic a bit and we can put a few past them so yeah I'm going for 5-0 away win
0: I think if we've got you in the stands keke anything's possible
2: Indeed
1: Ali what are you thinking Uh so on Friday I'm going to go for a 3-1 home victory It's a goal fest Yeah
0: and San Marino away
1: and San Marino, we will win 4 0. Okay. And
0: I've also gone for uh, Finland 2, Northern Ireland 0. San Marino 0. Yeah. Finland 4. So we're. Oh, the only person who's predicted us conceded and goal is Ali with a 3 1 win. So we're feeling bullish, aren't we? Which is quite brave. I mean, it, it reflects the opposition. But after the way the previous two games went, we're all. We're all quite yeah. we are all feeling rather bold, aren't we? Okay.
2: Well we're 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 always quite optimistic. We need our mate Mark Hayton back to bring us back down to earth. Yes.
0: Yeah, I did ask him for his predictions, but he hasn't he hasn't got back to me yet. If he does before I publish, then I'll uh, I'll add them yeah, in. Yeah,
2: he's still renovating that sauna.
0: I think he is, yeah. Okay, that's the Hawkeye Ad Games previewed. What about Ali? Hoyiko Helsinki in the Europa Conference League. Oh. Um, you were there last week. We we previewed or you previewed the uh, the game uh, Hoyeik versus Eintracht
1: Frankfurt. Um, talk us through the game. He's still apoplectic. Look at him. Yeah, you, you can you sense the the bitterness through the screen <laughs> because uh, <laughs> and and it, it hasn't got any easier because, I mean. The morning after, in particular, there was news articles about what I will get to, the goal that never was. Um, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. But pre-game, really good atmosphere. The Frankfurt fans got into the stadium really early on, as I think they were encouraged to by UEFA. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the game took a, a while to get going. Not that's, that's not a metaphor. It literally took an extra six minutes because... Um, both uh, the Frankfurt fans and uh uh the Hoyakor fans uh set off flares uh, as is kind of customary i guess in these kind of games and it was already quite a foggy night anyway <laughs> so um, the smoke from uh, from the flares meant that we had a 6 minute delay at the beginning of the game and uh the smoke just it, sort of was, sitting in the in the mist and and lingering in the air lovely it it, it was and it 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 made some met for some amazing photos um but uh yeah you you couldn't really see too much of what was going on but um yeah that when the game did eventually kick off frankfurt started stronger as you would kind of you'd kind of expect they kept the ball very well you know this is a team that's having a good season in the bundesliga they've got this new manager who um uh, dino Topmuller, i think is his name off the top of my head um he has been Julian Nagelsmann's assistant at Bayern Munich and at uh, RB Leipzig. So um, he definitely comes from a, a, a school of football where possession-based high pressing is exactly what they want to do. And it was hard to get the ball off Frankfurt, um, but Hoyakor really stuck into it. And it was a, a, a worldie of a goal um, from Frankfurt in the, in the 30th minute. Um, no one was saving that at, at all. It was top, top bins. Um, I mean, I think there was maybe a foul on Bande in the in the build-up, but um, I mean, that that wasn't the, the worst refereeing decision of the night, so I'm not going to linger on that. Um, but I will get to that refereeing decision now. But there was a, a free kick later on in the second half, uh whipped in, and before Tenho even headed it in, uh the referee blew his whistle. And so no one really knew what it was for, but the fact that he blew the whistle immediately, we, we felt what is it for a foul? Is it for an offside? But I was right behind the goal. I was right behind the, the goal, the build-up, the the movement. I could see everything. There was not a foul in that build up. So then we thought, well, maybe it's an offside and we've just we've just missed that. And then the game carried on. Uh Risky came on in the last for the last sort of few minutes, maybe his final ever game uh, for Hoya Court and nearly scored a bicycle kick in the 92nd minute, which would have been some way to go out. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. And I think everyone was sort of mouth was aghast at that point of of what might have been. Um, But it it finished 1 0. Hoya Court really battled, particularly the last sort of 10 15 minutes. Frankfurt realized that they were in a bit of a game um but yeah couldn't find that breakthrough frankfurt could have scored uh, another one in the second half as well so i'm not going to come on here and say that you know Hoya call went toe to toe perfectly with frankfurt not at all that they're, they're a quality team um but yeah then the next morning all these videos were coming out of different angles and what did the referee see? And uh, the conclusion is uh, he needs to go to Specsavers because uh, <laughs> uh, there was no foul in that. We, I mean, we've all seen it. Um, so is yeah, that, the, no is that the
2: official? That's the official line. There was a foul in the, in the in the box.
1: That that's the. I mean, I haven't heard any official line uh, at all. Whether because everyone's sort of asked the question, they've <laughs> yeah. highlighted the what was going on in the box and there just isn't a foul there isn't an offside there isn't even one of those offsides that they have now where there's a player that's in between the ball and yeah. the goalkeeper there's none of that um so yeah Hoyer call have been denied um famous, what would yeah. have been yeah what would have been a historic draw um and of course it wouldn't have affected their progression going through I never really felt overly confident that Hoyako would get out of that group. But um even though the result wasn't the best, I, I think from a performance-wise, the club can be really proud of what the, what they did last Thursday.
2: Mm. Am I am I right in saying, Ali, that um, Nicky Mayenbaugh was back between the sticks after his, he, he had a bit of an injury, didn't
1: he? Yeah, he was, which I was quite surprised about because I thought that injury was a season ender, possibly even, you know, career ender, depending on what he was going to be wanting mm-hmm. to do next year. But he came back in the sticks and, and was brilliant. He he wasn't rusty yeah. at all. He made he made some fantastic saves. There was quite early on like a massive goal mouth scramble um that included maybe about three saves, a block off the line, one of those real sort of heart in your mouth moments. But um yeah, yeah it, was re- it was really nice to see Nicky back because I, I think initially when he was signed, I I sort of thought, oh, is this just one of those um, you know, older Finnish players coming back to Hoya Court, as happens quite a bit, just wanting to play in Helsinki for one final season. Mm. But um he is he's really contributed and yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's been announced what he plans to do after um after this season, but he, he could certainly carry on playing because he, he's looked certainly younger than, than than his years, that's for sure.
0: Um in the previous game, Jesse Erst played in goal in the 6-0 defeat. Yeah. Was was this change of goalkeeper sort of based on that on his performance there?
1: Uh, I'd be surprised if it was because I mean Yesse erst has been quite a popular player this year, but as soon as uh the the bigger qualifying games came around, um pa was playing in those games so it sort of felt it was more of a just a personnel choice yeah okay Manpower was going to be playing in these games so I don't think it's a reflection on necessarily what the club think of him because I know they've offered him well no he's signed a contract now um so he's definitely staying for next season um so yeah of course when you get thumped 6-0 I'm sure there's a couple of Fans and commentators that are always going to look at the goalkeeper and his mm-hmm. performance, but I think yes, he's still fairly well considered at, at Hoyer. Call.
2: Yeah, you just mentioned there, mate. He, he signed a deal for next year, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he has. Yeah. 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 Which which also might give us an indicator that maybe Nicky Mampart isn't staying, or if he's going to go somewhere else, or maybe he's retiring. I'm not sure. I mean, I, don't know. Uh, I think I think even though there have been times where Eust has been number two he's still played quite a, a decent amount of games and has played pretty well so it, it's not like he's always going to be a number two and sat on the bench i think there has been quite a bit of rotation between the goalkeepers at Hoya of course so yeah um yeah let's uh let's watch this space and see see what happens
0: all right and the upcoming Fixtures for Huyikor, Um November the 30th is home to Aberdeen. And then the whole thing finishes on December the 14th away to Palk. Um, so goes long past the end of the finished season, doesn't it? Especially for Hojicor, who didn't have any of this playoffs business. I don't know how they're keeping themselves trim. They've they've got kind of three weeks between the Frankfurt game and Aberdeen and then another couple of weeks until the Palk game
1: yeah I mean i it means they're going to be well rested. that's for sure, but I, I i think I mean what what was interesting is the the first Frankfurt game that that came immediately after winning the league um so maybe it was a the kick up the ass that they needed um having secured that that league title. I mean, of <laughs> course, frank going away to Frankfurt is difficult for ninety five percent of the teams in Europe anyway um but yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'll be at the Aberdeen game. Uh, I'm going on to the Aberdeen football podcast on on Wednesday, so hopefully I can say a few words and spook them out a little bit. Were you um, on there before, or was one of one of? Yes, yes. You so were there. I I, okay. I, I, I I went on in in the reverse fixture, and now uh, now just before they come over, we're uh, we're recording. So um. Yeah, they're they're, a nice bunch and uh, I might go for a beer with them beforehand, but uh, I'm hoping Hoyer Kohl will will be winning that game. So yeah, pleasantries can happen before the game. (laughs) Quite right.
0: So the Group G table in the Europa Conference League currently looks like, after four games, Pauka top with 10 points and plus three goal difference. Um, Eintracht Frankfurt uh, second with nine points plus seven. Aberdeen are third with two points, uh, minus two. And Hoy uh, bottom with one point and minus eight. Goal difference. Um, there ain't no getting out of that group now. Um, there's no more competitions for Hoy to drop down into, apart from next season's uh, Veykafs Liga. So that'll have to do you now. Um, but hopefully uh, a few more points and... We all know, as Keke said last week, points make prizes in the European competitions. So it's very important for the whole of the House League that a little bit more money goes to Hoyko.
1: It trickles down, right? Right? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's say let's <laughs> well, say that. <laughs> that's its own podcast. That's that's its yeah. own podcast. We'll, we'll save that we're... for the close season.
2: Speaking of which.
0: Well, the House Liga.
2: No, I was just saying, you know, the the cash cash flow problems that are uh, besetting clubs all over Finland.
0: Well, OK, so uh, that, that that was what you were um, referring to. And that, that brings us on to the next section. You're right, of of kind of store, news story, big news stories even from the fake house Liga. And although he's not here tonight, we have a man who has all the info we need on these stories.
3: Hi, this is Rich. Um just thought I'd talk a little bit around the issues that are affecting a couple of clubs in Finland over the uh, the last couple of weeks. One in particular um on a financial basis anyway. Um FC Honka, uh who came third in 2022 and and had a an okay season in 2023 despite losing two of their best players. Um it appears they're not applying for a license to play in the Veikkausliiga in 2024. Um, they failed to pay their players in October of this year, and despite making the best part of a million euros from player sales of Rui Modesto and Agon Sadiku in the winter, um, they've been yeah. Looks like things are going back to where they were in twenty fourteen when the club essentially folded and and took their own academy's place in the Kakkonen. Uh What happens next? We're still waiting to see. Uh, the captain Henry Alto said. Yeah, I mean he's been, he's been the real sort of voice in, over the last few weeks talking about what's happening with the pay, and he was the one who announced the the non license, and uh the working with the players' association to make sure that everyone gets what they need. Um, a lot of this has come from, uh, Helsinki Sanomat, uh, MTV, doing a lot of reports. The team manager Heikki Arteva, has resigned. Um, obviously in Finland, manager is slightly different from head coach. The head coach is still in position um but it looks like uh, Gnistan the Helsinki club who came second in the Ukanen this season and lost the league qualifier to Mariham uh they are in the process of applying for a license should the place of Honka in next season's Veikkausliiga be offered to them uh, how that's going to go we don't know um but i think um yeah, it's not, not good times for Honka. It's the yeah, second time in less than a decade that they've gone into such financial perils. Uh what happens with the parent company of Honka, Esport, we're not sure yet. And um I mean, you know, even today, Monday, the city of Espor talking about the good news that the Tapiola Stadium may still be renovated as planned. But uh who plays there we yet to see. In Corpio, uh, Cups, uh, my club, they've uh, their president, Arilati, or sorry, their owner, Arilati, who's the uh, president of the Finnish FA, he's uh, gone on record this year, a couple of weeks ago to Helsing and Sanomat as well, saying that he's not really looking into spending €2 million Euros a year just to offset the losses of the club. Uh, and this century, Cups uh, have only made profits in two of the uh, 23 years so far. Um, it's a it's a big move. We uh, we get to see how that will affect uh, the budgets, the player budget, the overall club f- statements that come out before the start of each season. Uh, but I think the era of cups going out and trying to spend big money on on wages and things like that are probably going to be heading into the horizon a little bit. I think. Um, they've they've let quite a few players go uh, they're one of the few coaches in certainly in the top half to retain their manager for next season as Yani uh, Honkova is going to be staying for another year after his um decent 2023 and uh, and even though the women's team won the league and cup double um i think their budget is going to be affected as well unfortunately um the last financial year they made a loss of 1.8 million euros um so yeah, definitely uh, big changes need to be done. And I think Ari Lati, for all his good intentions, can't be bankrolling that too much.
0: OK, thanks, Rich. They, Keke, there was also a, a sad story about Inter Toruku's supporter group, Armada Toruku. Um, now, we consider them friends of the pod because one of their members anonymously... Came on the uh, on the pod a couple of years ago to talk about their activities, but there was a a story that they've decided to fold the Armada for from twenty twenty four onwards.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, a bit of a strange one. Armada Turku uh, one of the um, one of the loudest supporter groups uh, from FC Inter Turku. Um <clears throat> and yeah they there's a, there was a, a social media post saying that they had decided to disband and um the the only the only reason we can sort of see behind that decision is that some someone from a maybe a, a rival rival group has come along and stolen their banner and yeah done lots of nasty things with it and so they they've uh, come to the conclusion that they can no longer continue i mean uh, these these supporter groups are absolutely vital to to Finnish football, to the the culture of football supporting in in Finland, and uh, a lot of these. I mean, you all know yourself, Mark, from working with larry and and those guys in the Cloppet, But some of these guys work extremely hard to arrange buses for away trips. Um, yeah, you know, get getting tickets and bits and bobs worked out. All all the a, a lot of them put time and effort into designing stickers and TFOs and banners and flags that they display at the games to inject a bit of a bit of atmosphere into into the match going experience and Armada Turku will be sadly missed from the uh, supporter scene in, in Finland. I mean I just hope sincerely that the lads who were involved in making Armada Turku one of the prominent ultra groups in Finland decide to get together and reform um, Reform a, a a new group to so they can enjoy their, their afternoons and get behind their team. So yeah, it was a very a bit,
0: short, bit a it was very short post. It was like an image with a with a little yeah. bit of text, but it does say, "Inter supporters' activities will continue in the East Stand even stronger." So yeah, so so you know the 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 name of the armada is is being retired but the the fans are not and that's a that's a good thing because that's the whole point of why we do this about football in Finland because we're supporters and you know don't want to see other other clubs having a having a tough time that's it okay let's hear again from Rich on some rather more sleazy stories that have been stinking Ooh. up the Veikkausliiga in the past week or so Rich
3: in um some other dark news in in Finnish football, it's been definitely a couple of weeks. Um, Intadorku fired their head coach uh, Viss, uh last week, as as Mark mentioned in our breaking news in the last podcast. Um, it, it transpired that on um towards the end of October, at the club's end of season event, um he was allegedly behaving in an inappropriate manner towards a, a female member of staff, and uh, the club sacked him pretty quickly um, again the chairman Nicholas Harkins said he did not uh, the values of the club were not represented by the head coach and he was sacked after a year in charge when you know he's got a you know, he's well regarded as a coach in Finland uh, won two titles with Tampere United and, and did well with Ilves um, but yeah he's um, we're waiting to see what comes of this but other than that he's been he's been sacked um so another coach has gone and in Vasa the um, VPS sporting director Yanni Lindbergh was well as VPS referred to was released from his position on Friday he was uh it emerged last week that he had been inappropriately messaging uh female members of staff and was given a written warning in the summer uh after that um, some investigation, investigative journalism was going on, and uh, more people came forward saying, you know, some of the behaviour went beyond messaging, and um, some of the sponsors of the club started to talk, and as money tends to do in these circumstances, and um, and VPS sacked him on Friday morning. So, it's been um, yeah, dif- difficult couple of weeks in Finland for for two well, on two major topics, but um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a long winter. As we wait and see how these clubs deal with these things and, you know, like, like a lot of things, this, this may encourage some other inappropriate behaviour behavior to be reported. But um, I think where we are, uh, a lot of clubs and a lot of people are going to need to look at themselves and going forwards, um, improve things both on and off the pitch.
0: OK, thanks again, Rich, and we hope to have you back in person next time. It's all all to do with work schedules. listener. we can't all be here all the time. Um, but Keke, you had finally some, uh, I guess our final story, you had some news about some Finns playing over in Sweden.
2: Yes, so the um, Swedish seasons for men and women have drawn to a close. Um, yeah, focusing on the on the women's game, first of all, Hammabu were crowned uh, Darmor Svenskan champions, or uh, yeah, Svenska Mastret as um in uh, my perfect Swedish, so um so yeah, that Hammabu getting that gold medal meant that three Helmarit got to uh, got to celebrate. So Anna Daminen, who we've mentioned a couple of weeks ago or a week or so ago for uh, heroics in goal for Hamabu and a seven hundred minute streak of not conceding a goal, she um she uh, yeah was rewarded with a, a gold medal. Um, Eva Nustrum who uh, assisted Anna in that in a defensive position? Um, also crowned a, a Swedish champion and Adelina Engman is also at Hammarby. She's um, picked up an injury recently, so hasn't played the uh, the penultimate games. But um, but yeah, she also uh, got to get that gold medal around her neck. So the whole of um, the whole of the Hammarby supporting region of Stockholm went absolutely bananas and. Um, yeah, the uh, the ladies had a had a good celebration long into the night, I understand. So yeah, kudos to them and congratulations or gratis, as they <laughs> say in again. Perfect Swedish.
0: <laughs> was there was there anything yeah, else he, over there, Kiki? Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, moving on to the men's game with um you might remember our old friend Niklas Moisander. He's um of grabbing the uh, referee round the neck fame against Iceland all those years ago. He's um He's, uh, he's been crowned a, a Swedish champion in the men's game. So, Malmö, they've, um, they've, they've uh, been crowned Swedish champions. So, Niklas has been playing there. I'd I'll, I'll be lying if I told you how many appearances he's had this season. But, um, yeah, if for those who are interested, they can look it up. And um, he's claimed the, uh, claimed the top spot. I mean, um, yeah, all across, there's, there's a few things all across Sweden. I mean, um, Rasmus Schuller's, Rasmus Schuller's Jurgården, they... They sort of flattered to deceive a little bit. We was hoping for good things from them. They've ended up finishing fourth, just outside the European places, which I'm sure will be disappointing for Rade and and also for the, the wider Juruguru and supporting public. But um, it would have been nice to see them back in, back in the Europa Conference League or or something like that. But yeah, they they just miss out. Um, but yeah, we we spoke about the Falkiat squad at the top of the show and and someone who uh who, who is a forgotten man for walk you up, really. Simon Scrub has been um, absolutely setting the Allspence gun on fire, really. He's been chipping in with goals and assists. It, it was his two goals, actually, that, um, that undid your good. And in the final game of the season, with, with his side, Calamar, winning 2 0. Or was it 2 0, 2 1, something like that? But um, yeah, but Simon Scrub got both of those goals for Kalmar. They finished six in the league. And um, yeah, we. I said myself, not 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 half an hour ago that River doesn't mind recalling people who have been out of the squad for a while. So maybe it's time he tuned into the Horsemen scan and see what Simon Scrab was up to. That but, is a uh, name
0: that I remember from a few years ago making the yeah. making the podcast. And um I can't I can't remember. Um much about his style of play, but what can you remember? What sort of player he is? Obviously, he's, he's on a, a, a goal scoring run at the moment. What sort of striker is he?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's um, he's not the tallest in the world, like a bit like me, really little and stocky, low center of gravity. But he he can he can get up and he can nod them in, powerful shot. I mean, he's been he's been doing it all for Calmar, so um, it's uh, it's it's a bit of a strange one now. He's um. How he's not been reselected for, for the hockey Squad. I mean um I'm sure he's as confused as we are but he's 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 actually he does uh, he does his own podcast called um Finn 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 Svenskan I think it's called which is um yeah a Swedish language podcast about Finns in Swedish football.
0: Okay. So um yeah. <laughs> well so, I thought Sven- we
2: were niche <laughs> yeah, managed to uh, yeah, managed to get that out. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, well, I, I don't know. He's probably looking in the mirror, thinking, "What, what on earth have I got to do?" So um, us well, yeah, watch, watch
0: this space and see if he manages to force his way into Rive's thinking.
2: Yeah, and there was also um another bit of news from from Sweden. It looks like Matipeltala. Uh, might be joining Rasmus Schuller at and There's um there's some rumours that that transfer could be uh, could be going through.
0: Very good, Ali. Before we wrap up, have you got any anything you
1: want to add? No, I mean I, I'm I'm glad Keke just mentioned that story about Palotva because um I mean I I I think he he's been brilliant this season. So yeah, I'd be sad if if he does go if he does leave um Hoyakor. um but I, it can only be a good thing for for the Finnish national team. And he has certainly earned his uh, uh, a move if that does eventually go through.
0: Very good. Okay, I think then that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Um, before we do, listener, just to let you know that the Finnish football show is now on Blue Sky. We're so ahead of the curve boys um so if the listener wants to move away from the cesspit that is twitter come over and find us on blue sky we'll we'll be keeping our individual twitter um accounts but we've decided to set one up specifically for Finnish football show over there on blue sky and if you don't know what blue sky is it's a, apparently it's like twitter but for nice people so that's why we're on <laughs> all right that's it ali thanks for being here tonight and Keke, good to speak to you Enjoy your trip to San Marino And uh, we'll speak again in a week or so Grazie, ciao And listener, until next episode Thanks for joining us, bye You've been listening to The Finnish Football Show You can find us online at finishedfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show Wherever you're listening or watching You can follow The Finnish Football Show page And group on Facebook And also on Instagram See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC at Escape to Sawme, at Kekemuleri and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish football show merch stores are also in the episode
2: description.